Welcome to the Mini Sports Talk Podcast. I am Austin. And I'm Jay. And welcome. We are so excited to be shooting our first ever episode for the 2022 Minnesota Vikings offseason. Today we're going to be talking about the offseason. We're super excited, especially with no baseball. It's going to be kind of a bummer. When we, me and Jason, we're both really big Twins fans, so at least we have the NFL offseason to talk about. So for before sure. we talk about the 2022 Vikings, I want to flash back to the 2021 Vikings. So, Jay, what are some of your takeaways from the 2021 Vikings? Well, there was definitely a lot of downs this year than up. Well, for one, you know, the coaching was really disappointing, especially Mike Zimmer. You know, especially from, like, the past, he was actually really good. But, like, this season, I don't know why. He went downhill really bad. And especially our defensive coordinator was terrible. Yeah. Mike Zimmer. And <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, very true. And especially our offensive coordinator, you know, I wasn't a big fan of him. And especially what drive me nuts the most is every first down we get, me it's just me, but we always run every first down. And I don't know why. It just drives me nuts. It's like you can't run every first down. Yeah. If it's just me. Absolutely. Something that I remember like hearing from other sports talking heads in Minnesota is the Vikings led the league in three and outs this year. So a lot of times like we scored a ton, especially like in the first quarter of games. But when we got into the later part of those games, we would always go one and we would always go three and out. Always. And it bothered me, you know, especially having uh, what's his name? Who's the offensive coordinator? Um I kinda forget already. It's uh, Clint Kubiak. There we go. He uh, was just way too young at that stage. He didn't really know a lot. I, well, and, and the reason why he got that job is because of his dad. Right. But I'm sorry, he's not his dad. His dad was really good offense coordinator, but him as a Vikings, no. But maybe like if he goes to a different team, and I'm sure he will, maybe then he'll be better. But with us, no. He's yeah. not good with us. And something that, like, I think we both agree on is uh, the fact of our head coach. You know, we could say a lot of things about the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. But Mike Zimmer, he really, kind of like what you said before, is he really was not being a good coach the last couple of years. You know, he could not establish a relationship with Kirk Cousins. You know, we drafted 11 people last year. and He only used he only, really he only used. Home. It took... Till I think it was like week four to, to use Derisaw. Actually, no, it was week six. Was it week six? Yeah, yeah it's week, week six. six. And then just kind of looking at the list from last year's draft class, there's some talent. Kellen Mond, he uh, didn't give Kellen Mond the anything. He just kind of hated him, honestly. Like, he like, did not like Kellen Mond whatsoever. Wyatt Davis, he was one of the best guards in college football, you know, and he didn't get one snap. Well, he did get it hurt too, though, so that was part of the reason why. But, you know, with him, I honestly think he has a bright future. But as of right now, he's not a starter. But if, like, one of the guards, like, got hurt, I'm like, okay, Davis, I trust you. Get in there. Yeah, and I was hoping that, you know, when you're a, when you're a third-round pick, and especially with our right guard last year, Ole Udo, he struggled mightily. 
Well, you know what? I thought the first half of the season, he was actually doing really okay. But the second half, I think he was, like, falling apart. Yeah, he... He was rated one of the worst, uh, one of the rated one of the worst guards on in PFF last year, but you know there there is there's a future though, right? There's a future we talked about last year, but there's a future. If you guys are Vikings fans, you know we got we got rid of everyone basically. We got a new coach, a new GM. So, what's your take on uh, the new GM and coach? You know what? I'm gonna start with the GM. I love this guy. Because he has a bright future and he is very young for a GM, and I read like in I got into it, like him and he's actually really good with money and he went to college for financial and so with that I think he's gonna be really smart with money and he's gonna be like oh shoot we can't do this or you know with Kurt's contract like with our old GM it was way too much I think he was good. But personally, me, I wouldn't have given him the money until he won a Super Bowl. Not like, oh, here's the money. Now go win me a Super Bowl. It should be like, oh, you want a Super Bowl? Okay, cool. Now you can have this kind of money. But I think it was kind of outrageous. Like, you, you can't pay that guy. And other things with him, too, I think he's going to be really smart with just money in general. And he wants to win. He's not there just to be like, oh, okay, cool, I'm a GM. Like, no, I'm here to win. I want to win a Super Bowl. And that's also why I'm very excited for our new coach. Because he just won a Super Bowl a few weeks ago. And now he's a head coach. So he brings that experience and atmosphere to our new team. And and I think that's definitely what we need for sure. Absolutely. Something that I went when I was watching press conferences and, you know, you can't really tell much about press conferences, but a lot of people they can win those press conferences. But Quazy, he seems super, super smart. He seems super insightful, and I feel like he's not gonna be like Rick. Rick was always he always did the same thing over and over again. He would you know get to the draft, and he would trade back and trade back and trade back and trade back. But I really feel like Quazy is gonna be super smart and calculated. With I think he's gonna be a little bit more riskier which I think you have to do with the new administration. The new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, he, I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a totally different thing. We haven't had an offensive mind uh, like his. like a In very, a long time. In a long time. You know, we haven't had an off, a offensive-minded head coach since Brad Childress. And, you know, he did all right, I guess. He brought eh. the Vikings with Brett Favre in 09. But I'm excited to get a really modern offense from Kevin O'Connell. You know, if it's anything like what it is in uh, in L.A., just seeing what he, he did with Cooper Cup, uh, and if we can trade Cooper Cup for Justin Jefferson and those type of roles, Justin Jefferson is in for a huge year next year. So I'm really excited about that. But we also want to get into uh, the defense. So the new defensive coordinator is Ed Donatel. He came over from the Broncos. And what we look at, especially with the assistant head coach, Mike Pettin, as well, who I'm sure is going to be helping on the defensive side of the ball as well, is their guys, they, they run 3-4. Yes, and Vikings have never done that in a long time. For me, especially, this will be my first time watching the Vikings play a 3-4 defense, if that's true. But what it sounds like, it's going to happen. So there's definitely going to be a lot of changes with our defensive team-wise. So, like... With Michael Pierce and Tomlinson, 
Um, unfortunately, I don't think we'll be able to keep both of them, unfortunately, because they're more of a 4-3. But for sure, though, if anything, I hate to say it, and I don't know if it's true or not. I think it's going to happen, but I think Michael Pierce is going to be gone just because you can't keep them both. Yeah, absolutely. And and Delvin, he kind of played that three-tech, so he's more of the faster, more agile tackle out of both of them. So, yeah, I, I don't see a need for wanting Michael Pierce. I think Delvin Thomason would do great. And we also have, like, James Lynch and some of the other defensive tackles who are going to be really good in that spot. Even Watts. I like. And yeah, Armand Watts, absolutely. So it would be interesting because, you know, with the 3-4, we're, we're relying more on linebackers. So, like, you know, Eric Kendricks, he's more of a 4-3 middle linebacker. So it's going to be interesting what the Vikings do with him. It'll be interesting to do with Barr. Barr is a free agent coming up. But finally, the Vikings are going to a 3-4, so maybe it'd be even a conversation to have of, all right, let's put Barr at the, the upright rushing linebacker. So it'd be really interesting to see what they do with the linebacker, well, especially if they do switch to a 3-4. Just to stop you right there, you know what I'm really excited to see, though? Daniel Hunter. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with him. Because what it sounds like, they're going to try to play him an outside defensive end and an outside linebacker. Just because he is actually built for one of them, too. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with him. Even though with his contract, he's a little much. And he didn't play a lot the last two seasons. But I'm excited what they're going to do with him, though. Yeah, it'll be interesting. He's, he's due a roster bonus coming up here in a couple of weeks. So he either is going to get paid 25, I think it's like $25 million. I'll have to look at over the cap here. And his dead cap is about, I think, $15 million or something like that. Yeah, so his, his cap number for this next year would be $26 million for him, oh, which is crazy. So we're either, we either are going to trade him or we're going to extend him. But I think he is such – we've. Ever since probably like Jared Allen, he's been the best pass rusher that the Vikings has had. And I would say he's, you know, before he, all of his injuries, he's probably even better than Jared well, Allen. Well, exactly. And I personally think the last two seasons, oh, especially like two seasons ago, he was out the whole season and we had to give him his money. And that's the downfall. But even like last year, he still had the most sacks on the team and he only played half the season. Yeah, if... if if we keep him, I think that's going to be, especially if we're going to get rid of everyone. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy who's wanting the Vikings to get rid of Kirk. So I, I don't think you can keep both. You can't keep both Kirk and Daniil. And I would rather have the latter and Daniil Hunter than Kirk Cousins. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but know? with Kirk, though, um, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. It, but it's just like you said, he's just – way too much to keep both of them yeah so let's let's transition into that we want to talk a little bit about Kirk Cousins it's the most pressing topic for Minnesota Vikings fans you know there's a lot of people that they like Kirk Cousins you know they think that oh if we move on from Kirk Cousins you know we're not going to find anyone better you know and I'll say Kirk Cousins probably is one of the top five best quarterbacks you know the Vikings have had but at the price point He's taking up so much of the cap where he is inhibiting the team from making it far into the playoffs. 
And what it sounds like, he doesn't want to take a pay cut either. And to me, if he doesn't do that, that's kind of selfish because as a team, it's like, you know, other players are taking pay cuts. It's like, why can't you do the same, you know? And I get it. Like, he has in the past, but... You got to think, too, this is a new head coach, and this is a new GM. So it's like, you know, if you're not going to do anything to help the team, then it's like, no, you're, you're, you're out of here if you're not going to take a pay cut. I'll, I'll have to argue with you for a little bit. Um, I, I'm usually a person that, yeah, obviously he's making too much money, but when you're in the NFL, you are risking your body every single time you're on that field. So for some people... You know, they have to get most most out of it, the most money they can possibly. But, you know, you look at someone like Tom Brady. Tom Brady, he wants to win. And year after year with the New England Patriots, he would always take pay cuts. So I think that's kind of what you're referencing over there is Absolutely. If, if Kirk Cousin really wants to win a Super Bowl, there's no way we're going to be paying him more than $35 million a year. Right. Well, especially with Patrick Mahomes, there's no way I would pay Cousins that much. Yeah, there, there's probably only, uh, in my mind, three three quarterbacks that are even worth it. It'd be Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. That's just my my opinion. I don't think well, any, you know I, what? I agree with you. I don't think anyone else even touches that. Like, I don't even think Lamar Jackson touches that. No. I don't think, uh, honestly, old Aaron Rodgers is even worth it. No. Well, heck, though, for Joe Burrow, though, to make it to the Super Bowl on your second year, that's very impressive. Absolutely. And it's really exciting, you know, talking about Kirk. You know, both of us are kind of in the boat of we just kind of want him to leave. But, you know, Kirk is good, so we feel like that Kirk could get a lot. You know, last year, Matt Stafford, he was traded for two first-round picks and Jared, Jared Goff. And if we could even get, like, half of that, like, I would take a second-round pick for Kirk. I think we can get a first for him. And with that topic, there was a rumor that the Carolina Panthers wanted to trade for Kirk or to see if it was available. And there was a prediction. If we can get a first-round pick, a 2023 second-round pick, and if they would take his full guaranteed contract, I definitely would do it. Yeah, I would. I would take it too. I don't know if they would do it. Um, it's but, it. It might not be true or not, but if it is true and they would be willing, I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, if you're getting a first and a second for Kirk, and they're taking their whole contract, sign me up. I don't think they will. I think we could kind of go into scenario. You know, they right now their starting quarterback is Sam Darnold, so I could see kind of a similar scenario. Of if we did want to trade Kirk to the Carolina Panthers, probably trade him for Sam Darnold and a first. So we take out Sam Darnold. Yeah, it'd kind of suck. And he'd but be, he's uh, not as much though. That's the thing. He's not as much, and you know it frees us up to to draft a quarterback in the draft. You know, and if we want to keep Sam Darnold as a backup, maybe look at Kellen Mond. Maybe looking at some of the free agents signing Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston. Teddy Bridgewater. Or Teddy, or Teddy, of course. So, yeah, it's really interesting, you know, and it's going to happen very soon, very soon, because if, I think it's by the league year, if Kirk's going to, it's going to happen within the next 20 days, where he's either going to get extended or he's going to get traded. And, unfortunately, 
if we keep him and he doesn't take a pay cut, it's going to be very frustrating in free agency just because of the like, cap space we have right now. Yeah, it, it depends if uh, he's just going to play on the $45 million price tag. The 2021-2022 season is not going to be very fun. But it does free us up for next year. But we'll see We'll see what happens with Kirk. It's going to be really interesting. Um, both me and Jay, we want him gone. And we're, I'll even take a year of Sam Darnold if that means we can draft a young quarterback and refocus and, you know, go into free agency and pick up different things to help build our team. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about free agency. So, Jay, what are some free agents that you're looking at? Um, well, for sure, though. So I'm going to talk about the defense first. So if it's true that we're going to be doing a 3-4 defense, you know – one of my free agencies I would love to Vikings to pick up. I am sure it's not gonna happen, but I would love to take um there's two guys I would love to take. Chandler Jones or Von Miller. Von Miller, he might be a little older, but you know, I feel like, you know, with the Broncos defensive coordinator and he was on the team last year, I'm like, that would be such a good pickup, but for for the right price though. Yeah, it'd be interesting if you'd want to go back with the Rams. The Rams are still going to be probably, they're going to be the favorite next year out of the NFC. You know, in, in my mind still, they got a really good team still. But a guy that I'm looking at, you know, we talked about this earlier, is we really want to fortify the middle of that offensive line. So I look at a guy like Brandon Sheriff uh, for the Redskins and Ryan Jensen. If we needed to do something, Bradbury's not the guy. Oliudo, he struggled. So we need to, if we don't do it in the draft, we got to do something in free agency. But again, that all really just depends on the Vikings are over the cap. So we have some veterans that are making a lot of money, a lot of dough. And especially if we're keeping Kirk Cousins, Vikings fans, there's going to be a lot of fan favorites that are going to have to leave if Kirk, Kirk stays. You know, that means Eric Kendricks, that means Adam Thielen. That means Harrison Smith. That means we talked a little bit about Delvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce and potentially that kind of what we do with Daniel Hunter. I and mean, we have no cornerbacks either. Well, I think what it sounds like, I think Patrick Pearson wants to be a Viking, but I don't know since Mike Zimmer left, but I'm hoping he would still stay. Because he had an excellent season last he year did. with us. But we, did, we have no money. That, that's we're, the we're, problem. We're over the cap. So especially if we're keeping Kirk Cousins, you know, that's we're not going to be able to keep. There's going to be some really sad Vikings fans, especially if you get rid of a guy like Harrison Smith I would or be Adam Thielen or, you know, Eric Kendricks, you know. So it, it'd be tough, but. I definitely do see some Vikings are going to be gone. I definitely see it, especially Kendricks. I hate to say it, but I feel like he is going to be gone because he does not do well on a 3-4 defense. He's, he's never played it. He's more of that middle linebacker. So kind of like what you're saying, it is, it's going to be very interesting with what they do with these veterans. You know, obviously, like as Vikings fans, especially me and Jay, we're in our younger 20s, so we, we grew up through high school watching, you know, people like Harrison Smith and Phelan. You know, they're, they're, we got jerseys. We got, we got jerseys and stuff. So it's, it's tough to let them go, but we also do know that they are, they're, they're getting older. Yep. You know, and 
we're switching to all new stuff. You know, the offense is going to be completely different. The defense, if we go to a 3-4, going to be completely different. But you know what, though? I think it's a good change, though, I think. Yeah, it'd be sad, but um, if I'm kind of more of a, a guy that would be kind of more down to be doing a something more of a rebuild. So if we're able to get rid of Kirk, I, I would keep Smith. But I'll, if we can get a second rounder or a first rounder for Kendricks, I would take it. Yeah. If we could get something for Thielen, I would take it. I, I, I'd still keep Smith. I think safety, you can kind of be a little bit more older and still play at a pretty high level when you're older at safety. Oh, yes. So if, we got to do something, especially because we only have one cornerback under contract right now. And I definitely don't trust Danzler. <laughs> so we got, Dan, yeah, just Danzler. And I think there's... um. What's his face? The other corner. Oh, um, that is Han. Yeah, Harrison Han. Yeah, I think he's still under contract. Yep. For ne- for next year. So we like they they need corner. So they need a lot of a lot of there's a lot of holes to fill, especially if Kirk is still here. It's gonna be really interesting how they're able to gonna be able to form a team around him. But. We're really hoping if we do keep him, he will sign an extension. So at least that'll give us some cap space to work with. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting with free agency. For me, free agent, it's pretty hit or miss. The last couple of years, free agents, you know, they haven't really worked out for the Vikings. You know, we signed Delvin Thomason and Michael Pierce the last two off seasons, and Pierce didn't even play the twenty twenty season. Didn't even play, and yeah, whatever, whatever you guys is. Uh, views about you know sitting out for COVID and whatnot. I'm not gonna say anything about it. But you know we had two spent all this money on two defensive tackles and still were one of the worst run 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 defenses in the NFL. So how does that happen? I don't know. Well, injuries don't help either. Don't get me wrong. But still, it shouldn't be no excuse. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're. Up the up the middle, the Vikings I thought were strong. You know they have up the middle, they have Delvin and Pierce, and then Kendricks, and then Smith. Like the first game we watched, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And as soon as it got further, I'm just like, what what's happening? Like what we shouldn't be sucking bad. Yeah, the defense just really struggled. I think Zimmer really lost his fastball. And then what I brought up before, the offense, the first quarter, they did amazing. The scripted plays were always really good. But right after the first quarter, they just could not stay on the field, the offense. And the defense were just always out there. Yep. And especially the last two minutes, the second quarter and the fourth, it is, we were the worst than the NFL when it comes to the last two minutes. Because we could never score or we give up too many touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even, like, some of the games we won, like, we had a lot of close games, and some people see that as good. I kind of see it as bad. You know, I think about that Panthers game and the Lions game. You know, those are teams that we beat, and both of those were last-minute wins, well, last-second e- wins. Well, even the Lions, when we were at the We should have lost that game. We should have lost that game. No, we did lose. No, I mean the home game. Like, we almost lost that one, too. Oh, well, right. But still, that's what I mean. Like, with this new coaching staff... I definitely want to see some changes with that for sure. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to you know if we have a, a high a high powered offense. You know, let's be at first for the first time. It's been a while since we've beaten a team. 
by like a couple of touchdowns. Well, that's what I mean. Even like the whole season. Like, let's get a blowout. Yeah, I'm like, I I don't like close games. You know what? It might be cool once in a while, but every game. Every week was something. I tell you what. Jeez, I thought I was gonna lose my hair. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, before we wrap up today's episode, the draft. The draft is my favorite part of the offseason. I love getting to know all the prospects, and I love doing mock drafts. It's one of my favorite things in the offseason. So, Jay, who are you looking at? Right, right now we are drafting 12th this year? Yes. So who, who, are, who are you looking at on, at, at 12? So, definitely for sure. I think we definitely need to draft a corner in the first round. And actually, the one I'm really looking what to draft, I really like the guy from LSU. Um, It's Derek Stingley Jr. Yes. Um, I definitely like him just because, you know, the last few years, a lot of guys that came out from LSU, and definitely in the first round, They've all been, like, promising, especially, like, with Joe Burrow. You know, first year, he, uh, you know, he got hurt, but look at the second year. He, he's awesome, and especially that right receiver, too. Um, she, what's his name? Jamar Chase? Yes, like him. And Jefferson. They've been awesome. They're just a good, they're a good program. Derek Stingley, he was a really good corner. Last year, he kind of struggled a little bit. Um, but someone I really like is, is Ahmad Gardner. Our, his nickname is Sauce. Yes. That's and a, he's insane. I, I, I saw something on, on Facebook where this, this whole year, last year, he never gave up more than 17 yards toward an opposing receiver. Well. That is something that is crazy hard to do. And no touchdowns. Yeah, and he's a, he's a pretty tall corner. Uh, Stingley, he's 6'1", and Gardner is 6'2". And he's a little uh, – actually, he's a little lighter than Stingley, according to uh, the draft prospect rankings. But I definitely would love to draft a corner that's taller. Yeah, especially if if, if there's no room and free agency, if we're keeping Cousins, you're going to have to get through the draft. That's just, there's no other way. But I, don't, I also, if if we get rid of Kirk Cousins, my favorite quarterback in the draft is Malik Willis out of Liberty. Malik, I think that would be such a fun, a fun, fun quarterback to watch in this year's draft. And also, I, I really like uh, Carson Strong. Carson Strong, he's got a, a cannon. What do you think? You know what? You know, this the quarterback I would love to draft, if we get rid of Kurt, and if we can get him for a good deal, I wouldn't mind picking the guy up from Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I think that would be. I think he he has definitely has potential. I think. Yeah. Even though, like, last year, that was probably the best draft for quarterbacks. Because, what, five of them got picked in the first 15? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really heavy. This year's quarterback draft isn't, isn't as, is definitely not as great. No, but you definitely don't want to give him, get him with the 12th pick, obviously. But, like, if you can get him, like, I'm sure he'll be gone the second round, but still. I think he's one of my favorite, but is it going to happen? No. <laughs> I, 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 your, your, your prediction of Kenny Pickett is a no. 
<laughs> but I think he would be definitely a good pick if we can get him for a good deal. But in general, it's definitely not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I would. Like, I even like the idea of, you know, let's say if, you know, we had to get rid of Thielen, you know, getting one of these wide receivers. Some of these receivers are crazy. Traylon Burks, my my number one rated wide receiver in this draft. He's a tall kid, six three. He's amazing. Even Chris Olave, just him having a running partner for 10 years with Justin Jefferson, I think it'd be worth it. The guy I also like would be Tyler Linderbaum. He would be a, he's a center out of Iowa. Iowa always had good offensive, offensive linemen. Linderbaum, he's, he's a little smaller, and people kind of get afraid because we drafted a small center in Bradbury a couple years ago. But I think Linderbaum has a, bit, a, a better anchor on him. I don't think he would get as pushed around. I think he's gonna be. He's probably one of the best center prospects in the last five years. Oh, absolutely! You know, it would be awesome if we can actually trade Kurt to the Panthers because the Panthers hold the sixth overall pick this year. And if yeah. we actually get him, you know, I would love to draft a defensive end. Yeah. Just because you know, with Hunter, you know, with last year, you know, he wasn't gonna come to like these camps unless he got more money, and he did, but. Is it going to continue, though? So, you know, my favorite defensive end I would love to draft is definitely the guy from Michigan State. That would be an awesome pick. No, I'm kidding. It's just Michigan. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, he would be an awesome, but I'm sure he will be gone in the top three. Yeah, he. I think he's going to go number two to Detroit. And we can probably get that next week. I think next week we'll do a little mock draft next week. That'll be fun. But... I, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting what the Vikings do in the draft, and then we'll, we'll, we'll bring that up, too. If Let's say we do get the sixth pick for Kirk. You know, we have two first-round picks. Yep. I would be – one of those picks probably have to be a corner, but I would love to even see, you know, wide receiver, or maybe we draft a quarterback. I Again, I'm a big Malik Willis fan, but – I don't think we really need to get a rise here in the first round, just because you know we got Jefferson, we got KJ Osborne. It's always it's always tempting though. It's always tempting. It is. The last couple of years, these first round receivers been crazy. They've been good. It still drives me crazy to this day. I'm like, how how, do, how did the Eagles not get someone good? <laughs> yeah, like seriously, you're one pick away. You get this one guy. They got Rager. Like he was good in college. But man, as soon as he got drafted with the Eagles, yeah. what a bust! Yeah, it still it stills like you know, I thank the Eagles for not picking Jefferson. I know that's that's something. Yeah, well, we're excited about this year. We're excited about the off season. You know, there's a lot of I think it's gonna be a really fun off season because so many things have changed for the Vikings. You know, with the new regime and potentially our star quarterback on the move. It makes for a really interesting offseason. So we'll stay tuned. And next week, I think we'll talk about some, we'll talk about the draft a little bit more and go more in depth on prospects and maybe some trade scenarios. I want to thank you guys for listening and for next time. Thank you. Peace.